0: Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knife Works, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash workforit to find out more. $12 a year, that won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. All right, hey everybody! It's Brian House with a House, Brian House in the House. Is that is that a thing? Can I be I mean, in the it, House? You can be whatever you want to be, man. You're <laughs> you're the captain of this ship. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Um, I'm gonna just kick off the show real quick. I want to thank everybody over at Patreon. So if you're a patron for as little as ten dollars and eighty cents a year, you can be a patron, and you can get the after show fifty two. After shows a year will uh, bring you value, entertainment, and it could just make you look better. You you could have a glow about you when you <laughs> become a patron of the Work for It podcast. Sure, and then we also have a couple of sponsors. We'll mix those guys into the discussion as we are moving forward. But I would like to remind you that because of those sponsors and the people at Patron, the beautiful people of Patron. That this show is commercial free, so you guys are awesome. Thank you so very much for voting with your dollars and uh, uh, bringing this show to more and more people. So thank you so much. And you know what, Brian? I'm I'm having a a rough week. I've had I've, I've been kicked in the balls repeatedly, <laughs> just over and over again, just over and over. And some people are into that.
1: I mean, just if
0: you want to, if you want to find out more about that, just Google CBT.
1: What is don't that? Google is that? It. It's yeah, I was going to say, don't if, Google it. What in the world is this podcast <laughs> so far?
0: Where are we All going? All right, Brian. <laughs> and when I get down, man, when I get, when I have like the the pressure of the world laying on top of me, the only thing I know how to do is be goofy, silly, take action, and work for it, baby! Let's do it! Come on! Let's go! The time is now. Today, right now, we rise up in the fourth industrial revolution of the world. I had mentioned this on on one of the podcasts a few episodes ago, and I got messages from all over the globe of people saying the same thing is occurring in their neck of the woods. That's awesome. Not just in America, not just in Mexico or Canada. We're talking Australia, Japan. We're talking Turkey, Holland, all over Europe. Beautiful, amazing things are occurring. People are making things again, Brian. Yeah. And they're doing it because of the, not just the love of uh, actually the craft of it, they're doing it because there's commerce, there's money to be made, there's business to be had, and and it's one of those things that I think brings purpose to so many people, including me and you and Ben. Ben, we miss you. I'm so sorry we had to record a day early, Ben. Um, I hope I hope you're all right. <laughs> we just I threw this on the guys because the, the 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 ball kicking, all of the things that have been happening to me. Um, are related to just some distributors and people not getting back to me, just a a numerous negative uh, business interactions that are all downstream relatable to uh, supply chain problems. And I'm sure you guys are experiencing some of the same things. So this episode of work for it, we are going to be talking about what do you do when your luck has turned sour? And you know, Brian, I love that saying hard work and good luck. Right. And the harder I work, The more good luck I find. And this week, that is not the case.
1: (laughs) Well, so the way that I think about it is is luck is kind of fluid. Like some some months you have really good luck and everything goes your way, and then some months shit just goes sideways. And And there's no rhyme to reason of it, right? I mean like it just
0: happens. Yeah.
1: Right. And it seemed like you were kind of on a lucky streak there with the Apollo, you know, selling out in eight and a half uh, Was eight and a half hours. Yeah, like that's that's a, that's hours, a pretty so, yeah. big lucky streak. And you know, there's there's thing on top of thing that like things were going well for you for a while, and now it's just like, okay, now it's time to pie the or pay the pied piper. And you know, shit just it, when thing goes wrong, when it rains, it absolutely pours.
0: Yeah, that is the case, and it's okay because <clears throat> here's one of the things that I think is glossed over about failures and you know, people say, you know, fall down six times, get up seven. Right. right? And just like anything, getting up is you have to practice at it, you know? And if you've been in a situation where you're in a tight spot and you need to figure out how to get out of that spot, if you've been there before, Every time it happens, it's a little easier, you know? Sure. And uh, that's something that comes with time and experience, you know? And it's just like uh, making a knife is a classic example of this because you can do all of the things that you think are right in a row and then, say, screw up the heat treat. Or Mm. you're putting on the final bevel and the knife gets away from you on the grinder and it falls to the floor and breaks. You break up the tip. There's you a hundred ways to fuck you up,
1: polish right? you get all the way down to the polishing section all of a sudden you're you're just looking and wow that that scratch line isn't going away and and you keep polishing and you, yep. you go up to the higher grits and like oh wow that that scratch line still hasn't gone away and you look on the other side and that scratch line's identical on that side oh my god there's a crack in it <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it is a it is a real thing uh that when you when that first happens to you, right, and that failure hits you and it smacks. Usually it's young people that experience this. It smacks them right in the face, you know, right. like this massive failure. It feels like the end of the world. Sure. It feels like I will never recover from this. And this is the end of, of whatever it is. Uh, as here, I am here as a voice for you in the future, that that is actually not the case. You have to see the, these things as learning lessons. And I know this is going to sound totally cliche, right? That, you know, it's not a failure. It's a lesson learned and blah, blah, blah. And that's said a, a lot. And it was told to me a lot by somebody, some people that were much older than me with very little context, with very little things wrapped around it. You know, and sure. I think that was my, my biggest issue when, you know, an older person would tell me, you know, uh. Get your, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Just right. get back to work, you know. And there was no, you know, hey, let me just explain to you or let me tell you a story about how I failed numerous times before I succeeded, and it made that succeed, that succession even better.
1: You, do you know where the uh, the sayings, pull yourself up with the bootstraps came from?
0: I don't, Brian, but I have so, a feeling you do.
1: <laughs> maybe. Uh, so literally that was said as a, you know, how stupid is the idea of pulling yourself up by the bootstraps because if you think about it if you're standing on the floor and you grab your bootstraps which are you know you just grab your boots and try to pull yourself up by it you're not going to go anywhere it's it's mm. futile effort i see and i love the fact that like the hustle cart culture of however long ago like they took this bastardize of pull yourself up by the bootstraps you know the the jest of uh, could All of this effort isn't going to do anything turned it into, you know, well, you just need to work harder and make it, you know, if you're, if you're pulling yourselves up by the bootstraps and it's not working, you just need to pull harder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where
1: the hell that came from. I just remember that like weird fact from way long ago. I don't don't know.
0: I've never liked that. I don't know how that works. I don't even know what a bootstrap is. I mean, when I, now I have to Google this. Let's see. Let's (laughs) type this in. The origin of the phrase pull yourself up by your bootstraps is this
1: going to be a new segment we're just going to deconstruct i'm, I'm saying i
0: am genuinely curious Hold you know the on. aoc guys do this thing where they they do entomology have you ever heard them like oh yeah. into deep dives of that so, all right, you ready for this? Sure. The expression pull yourself up by your bootstraps was originally used to refer to a task that's impossible, which is Ooh. what you just said. Okay, good. Well done. Hey, it's I was believed, on the right track. Yeah. It's believed to come from the German auth- author Rudolf Eric Rasp, who wrote about a character who pulled himself out of a swamp by pulling on his own hair.
1: Oh, That sounds like a very German, like old school German saying. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) And uh, so, you know, uh, yes, that was said to me all the time and I never knew what the hell it meant. And now it's like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's like, wow, that's actually the opposite of what you should be doing. But whatever. Most people don't know this. What we Um, need to do, Brian,
1: is whenever Ben says some sort of cockamamie crazy saying, we need to stop and do exactly what we just did.
0: I'm I'm not I'm not googling half of what Ben says. I'll end up in some weird dark net area of the internet. But uh <clears throat> but you're right. Ben has all these uh these old uh, euphemisms that are really funny. Uh, sure, sure. And and honestly, man, you know, um this is the reason for this conversation was because you know, I have to be constantly reminding myself that I am Put in a position of problem solving and that's my business. Right. The initial reason why I started Housemade was not for that. It was to make content and, you know, create a podcast, create a YouTube channel and make and fix things and whatever else. Eventually, I became a machine designer, which was ultimately chosen for me by the market because people love my design so much. I followed that path because I was solving a problem for people. And then I realized, oh, hey, I'm pretty good at solving problems for people. I'm just going to keep doing that. And I made a business out of it. Well, now uh, that solve those solved problems come with a whole bunch of little tiny problems. Like, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. Sure. And we have found that and what I have found is. There's times where those problems seem very easy to fix. They're simple issues that have simple answers or easy answers. And then now, like recently, those problems are not simple. They're not easy to fix. They're very difficult. And in fact, that happened a lot during the early stages of the pandemic because of supply chain problems. So now we're seeing the exact same thing. We're seeing that this second wave or whatever, maybe it's just a ripple effect of what had happened in all of these countries that make a majority of the things that we buy and use and turn into our businesses in the United States is they're no longer available and we, we're not able to access them. Which is the reason for my argument that this is the fourth industrial revolution, because that in and of itself has become an enormous problem for millions of people. Right. Probably billions of people. And it's because we put, we spread all of our manufacturing and took, uh, allowed all of our manufacturing to be done in one part of the world or one uh, area of the world. And we're not diversified. Well, we are now reaping the benefits of that. It's like the here's another saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. We right. should be making things here. And please understand that I'm not saying that those things that were, you know, those countries that are making the things that we're using that there are any less people than us or they're less valuable than we are. <clears throat> they, they are not. They are. We in fact um, help those countries out a lot by rising them up to second and first world countries now. Right. And I'm very proud about that. I think that's a fantastic thing. Unfortunately, the political situation now is that there's major implications for import and export. We've got, health problems and and you know supply chain issues that are coming from that. And so we're dealing with the repercussions of that. So now we're looking at the United States. I'm just going to use the United States as an example because that's where I live and that's right. what I know the most about. But look at how much it costs to do business in the United States. It's really expensive. We right. have expensive labor, even though the people doing the labor don't feel ac- adequately compensated which is very valid we have an inflation problem we have a, a quote unquote recession which i don't fully believe we're in i don't buy into it at all we created more jobs this we've created way more jobs in the last couple of months than we've ever created so i'm i'm you know i'm confident that we're moving in the right direction but all of these problems are a result of us basically trading our labor the people who did the work here for cheaper labor for cheaper goods right we sold our souls and and it, maybe it wasn't me but it was it would, could have been our fathers and our fathers fathers they didn't know but they 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 were a part of it and they didn't realize how big it would get because we don't have, we have a tendency to not see things as in the bigger picture right well, now we're seeing a bigger picture. We know what this is doing and it's really difficult. And now, unfortunately, we're in a second wave of this or maybe it's the third or fourth wave. I don't know. All I do know is that listening to all of these people talk about this, they're having the exact same experience I'm having. They are bringing everything in house. The minute they let it outside of their, their grasp, they're getting fucked. Yeah. They're, you know, it's they're being non they're not being prioritized their bid all these companies are taking their money and not not giving them anything in return right other than delays poor product you know uh, and and by the way you're paying a premium for this service you're paying a premium because it's all being done right here and we're all in the same boat so I I think that this is a uh, like some sort of a bubble because obviously we're trying to figure out You know, we've got a bunch of people trying to sit here and figure out what what the hell happened and why and how to fix it. So there's going to be all this mess. But once this mess settles, this is going to be the strongest economy we have ever seen, because now we're 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 spreading it out. We're saying, you know, you you do this well, you you continue to make this well. This is important over here. You do this instead of, hey, we'll just import that from wherever. Right and I, and i think that that's a really smart move on our part but there's going to be like making any omelet there's going to be a mess and it's it's a it's a thing so we're all dealing with it and we're all dealing with it together so uh patience is key and hey we're going to be just fine like i said all those failures that you had that you felt like the end it was the end of the earth and the end of the world for you look at you now look where you came up to It was okay. You work through it. We were, we will work through it. And like I said, last week in in doing the affirmations where I had to, like, I have to look at myself in the mirror every day and and go, this is what you do. You know, Mm -hmm. stop, stop your bitching. This is what you do. You are a problem solver. You have, sometimes you have high stress situations you have to deal with and it's okay. It, It, this is a finite situation.
1: It is a finite situation. So, Brian, this is – I don't know if this is – this is equal parts depressing and inspiring. Mm. <laughs> like like there's, there's one half of me that says, well, we're currently in a shitty situation and things are going wrong and, you know, whatever. But then the other half of me starts to think about like, oh, well, now I am going to be a part of the generation that, you know, writes the ship and gets things yeah. back – and um, you know, makes things locally as as you know as locally as possible, so that if things go wrong, you know I can I can drive down the road and you know sort out the problem myself because you know if I'm if I'm getting something from way over on the other side of the earth, you know there's nothing you can do but send an email, and we all know how well that's gonna go. So I love the fact that things are coming back to us and like, you know, there's they're starting to become, you know, we've we've given away all of our control and now we're we're eking it back. And I, I'm excited to be a part of the, you know, like you say, the fourth revolution or the fourth, you know, forthcoming of, you know, kicking ass. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just
0: excited about it.
1: I'm I'm excited to be on the front lines of it.
0: Uh, I am, too, to be honest. I think that it's um, when I was working in technology, there was no tangible results of that. I worked with people and no joke, very wealthy people that didn't make anything. Right. They didn't touch anything but a keyboard on a computer and they traded stocks or they bought commodities or they did whatever. It was all uh, smoke and mirrors, man. Right. But the money was real. Well, and you 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 got look at it and you go, man, these guys found the profit in the details. You know, they went in and they, they figured out how to trade this for that and make a profit. But a lot of them had nothing to show for it other than a big bank account. Right. I, on the other hand, I like the big bank account. I wish I had one. If I had one, that'd <laughs> be great. But I would also say, that I would much rather be a part of something like I am at Housemade, which is bringing products to market that are solving problems for the next generation of makers. Right. Or, gosh, we we sell to a lot of people. We had I had two guys show up in my shop unannounced. <laughs> Don't do this, by the way. I love, I love that they came by, but these two older gentlemen in their 70s just showed up in my shop. Okay. and wanted a tour and all of that. And it was Monday morning, the worst possible time. <laughs> we, right. had a, we had a truck sitting out front w- waiting with, you know, 20 pallets waiting to be offloaded, and these guys want a to tour. Wait a second. And at so first, did
1: you turn to them and be like, okay, well, if you want a tour, you need to unload these pallets.
0: No. I had a very annoyed look on my face at first, and then I was like, okay, hold on, stand by. Let me, because both of these guys, they were so nice, and they were just in town, and they wanted to stop in. And wait, you know, are these people them. that you knew? No, like are... I never met them before, what? and they were fans of my <laughs> my channel. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, follow my work, and they knew a lot about me, okay. so I I knew that they had followed my work for a long time. So I offloaded the truck. Brent gave them kind of the nickel tour, showed them the grinder and stuff, and. Uh, these two guys are just like, Hey, um, you know, we're, we're machinists. We make stuff and, you know, we're kind of hobbyists, you know, we do whatever. And we just thought we'd come by and tell you how much we love your work. And, uh, and, and while I appreciate that, I don't want to have that be a thing that people do just because it interrupts our work day. But, you know, Sarah and I and Brent were talking about, it's like, we got to start doing like open houses or something, you know, to have like time where people can come and talk about stuff like that. But these guys were they were they've seen it all they saw manufacturing when they started into the workforce when they were young sure and then they saw the handoff to the overseas companies and now they're watching it all come back and they're stoked they're so excited they're so happy that this is happening and, and they and they're really cool guys and i don't know if they listen to podcast or whatever but mike and paul you're you're awesome so yeah it was good
1: speaking of having guests um I was lucky enough this past well a couple of days ago on Sunday um I had Jeremy from 419 forging for Jeremy Ballabal up to yes. my house and we recorded an episode so it was first of all it was really great to get back on the interview train and like get that back going but then I also spent like the whole day with my buddy Jeremy and uh so he is he is a carpenter so he does a lot of construction work and basically he um he asked me if there's anything that he can do to help me get the house going. And, you know, I, you know, I feel bad having people comments. Like if I have a buddy over, I want to spend time with them, like hanging out or forging or working on something that's fun where, you know, basically, well, anyways, I, I took him up on his offer and he was able to help me with some drywall. So, you know, I got to sat and hang out with Jeremy and watch him do drywall. And, you know, it's, it's so funny because, you know, I'm trying to help, but, you know, drywall isn't exactly a two person job,
0: right. And and,
1: and it's an art and it's very easy for a big bumbling idiot like me to get in the way and fuck something up. So, you know, once it, once we got every, all the materials in and he got to work, you know, I'd, I'd be standing there trying to help him and he's just like, you know, I'm, I'm good, man. So I felt like a lazy piece of shit sitting next to Emily watching my buddy who just drove three hours up from Toledo to hang drywall on my wall. It's just like, hey, oh, that's geez. a
0: true friend right there. That is that's, a true that friend. Is, that is a true friend. Yeah. And so let me ask you, I'm going to put you on on uh, the spot here. Sure. What's the quality of his work?
1: Oh, great. I mean, so You're not just say that, are you? Drywall isn't a one day job i got you right so you know we he got it hung and then the first layer of mud put on it so now it's my job to sand that down and then put the second layer and then sand it down and put a third layer and then paint it so gotcha. like you know i there's still room for me to fuck it up don't get me wrong but obviously you know he what he put up is professional grade
0: so very well, well done. hey that's that's unbelievable man that uh he would travel up and do that so that that's a true friend that's a true. uh human i love that that is that's a that's a great thing
1: yeah jeremy is jeremy is a great guy and he's also one hell of a knife maker so go if you haven't already followed him go check him out at 419 forging on instagram and i'm pretty sure he's pretty much everywhere so
0: yeah he is and um uh, so when you recorded the session with him did you do it face to face yeah which that was
1: a that was a Um, (laughs) I've never done that
0: before. And it's, it
1: seemed like the, the conversation flowed so much easier
0: in person. I was just going to say, I I wanted to know because pickle was supposed to be here this week and he was supposed to be on this episode. Mm. And that was another thing that just threw us all off because he was supposed to fly in on Saturday. Then it was Sunday because of the storm. And then they canceled his flight altogether. And then yeah. now he's coming in next weekend and you know he's he's feeling kind of shitty about it. You know like he wanted to be down here and he doesn't want to be in that cold cuz it got like brutally cold up north like negative 50 Fahrenheit or something. Yeah. Like that. It was crazy yeah. what you guys are dealing with up there. And um you know so we had all this these things planned out and we had another we had a patron who was going to come down and help us build crates for the Apollo and then the Apollo parts got delayed again so there was just it was just delay after delay after delay. And, and you know, um, I think I think it was just I've learned that we have so little control over all of this. Like we can't we can't control any of it. The good news is everybody's flexible. Right. So Alexander's coming down next Sunday. So on the 12th or this Sunday on the 12th. And then he's going to help us cut up all the wood and get all the crates made up with pickle. Pickle should be here. Fingers crossed that his flight doesn't get canceled again and he can get down here and we can hang out and stuff. So it was like, I had my hopes up to see him and then, you know, he, you know, it's just, it's just like, I, I guess I'm, maybe I'm sort of complaining. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. I just, I'm just like, whatever, man, this is bullshit. Like I, I started getting like that feeling like, and the, just i'm i think maybe when one little thing happens it kind of snowballs into a bigger thing and then it right. kind of like the human tendency is to go oh shit bad stuff comes in threes i better watch out you know um, kind <laughs> well of deal, it's but. it's just kind of like where
1: jeremy and i were joking about how you know nick who lives up there in the north you know, he, he just trying to see it from his perspective. Like this giant storm's coming, and you're seeing the projected, you know, negative twenty, negative forty, negative like eighty or some shit. Yeah. And you can see that that is coming through on Saturday, and he's got a plane ticket down to Florida where it's positive, you know, seventy. <laughs> and it's just like, right? H- just imagine having that, you know, expectation. Like just as this storm's about to hit, I'm going to escape down near yep. the equator and then have it have that fall apart. Yeah. I mean, because just, of
0: that cold weather, right? It was I know so cold. Those planes could not get off the ground, but just so, yeah.
1: imagine that like soul crushing, like, Oh no, I have to stay and endure this shit.
0: Yes. <laughs> that yes. sucks. Well, some good things have happened this, this last week. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, actually last week and uh, upcoming this week, but, uh, yeah, I actually have been doing some infrastructure, Work that was much needed to my workshop, and uh, one was one the big one last week, and almost like the this week has been pretty much consumed by it too. And I'm damn near done. I've got one more drop to put in, but I I'm running. Okay, so you know how compressed air works, when right? Air compressor compresses air. The friction of the air being compressed creates water. Right. Yeah. So that's why you have to drain your your air compressor from time to time. And that water comes from the humidity that's in the air. So Florida has obviously a humidity a problem. Yes. Yeah. And so we have a special after cooler that is put on our air compressor that that cools the air before it gets into the tank. And between that intercooler and the tank is a water trap. Well, okay. it works. It works. OK. But I, about a year and a half ago, decided I wanted to do a refrigerated system. So they make these devices. It's a box that has a, it's like like a small air conditioner. Okay. And it refrigerates the air. That thing has sat in the box until last week because I just didn't have time to put it in. So last week I finally made the decision because we're getting the CNC machine and the CNC machine requires compressed air and it requires dry compressed air. Mm. And I went, all right, so uh, I got to put this stuff in. I mean, I bought this stuff called Maxline, which is essentially like a flexible but rigid hose that has, like, you can screw it all together. There's, like, fittings and, you know, uh, it's like a fast, it's supposed to be a fast way to install compressed air throughout your shop. So I bought a couple of sets of those, and then I, you know, but, dude, this was super labor-intensive, like, It's definitely faster than, you know, making up your own hoses and stuff like that. It's definitely faster than that, but the stuff is like, I don't even know what it is. It's plastic pipe, but when you bend it, it retains its shape. Interesting. It's so interesting, yeah. Oh. So you can, like, bend it around a corner if you want, or, you you know, there's all kinds of ways to do this. So I finally got it all. I put six drops down into my shop. And I ran it all through my refrigerated drying system. And uh, I'm super stoked to have clean, dry air in my shop because it's been a while since. We, I mean, the intercooler does a good job. It's just it doesn't do as good of a job as this refrigerator. Right. So now we have both. And the air is just like, I don't know if you've ever sprayed like a compressed air into your hand. And there'll oh, be yeah. like a little liquid uh, from <laughs> it. A and, lot of times
1: when I, when I have that. I'll uh, go ahead and turn around and spray my grinder or wherever it's dusty because then you get like a power wash
0: <laughs> yeah it's a, yeah exactly exactly. We don't want that because it eats away our air tools because we use a lot of air tools in here right and um, and then we also use misting systems for for the uh, when we grind on steel. And we want clean, dry air for all of that. Um, And, you know, it keeps uh, the internal components of all our tools, plus the CNC machine. We obviously want that. So we we did that. I ran all the power for the CNC. Just uh, in time
1: for it to show up, right?
0: It should. (laughs) One of these days, (laughs) I'll get that call. And here's the kicker, is that I ordered the machine in late November. I was told it would be delivered mid-January. Mm-hmm. I got a call mid-January saying the machine was done. They wrapped it. They crated it. And it's been sitting in their warehouse ever since. (sighs) These bastards. And it's because there's issues legit with the trucking company. They don't have a full enough load to load it up and travel this. Because these machines are made. Yeah, they're made in California, which (sighs) is important to me. I wanted an American-made machine. Right. And they make them in California and but they got to get it on a truck and get it over here. And I'm like, you know, I paid like four thousand dollars to have it delivered.
1: How does that not cover a truck?
0: Yeah. Like why? And they're like, well, because, you know, there's this, this and this. And I mean, I get it. It's business. I understand. But man, like three and a half weeks now I've waited. And because, you know, they give you the call. You got to pay the money. So you pay the money and then the thing is sitting there <laughs> right. I'm like, hold on. I put my end of the deal up and I did my thing. Now what, what's this? And again, this is another one of those kicks in the balls that I'm just like, I'm so ready, Brian. You have no idea. I have gone down a rat Now I'm going to get excited. I get I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this. OK, so I have gone down the rabbit hole of understanding <laughs> cam, which is computer aided machining. And my subscription with Autodesk, the Fusion 360 package I have, has that integrated. So essentially, like, I draw the knife out Mm -hmm. in my thing, you know, like Brent and I uh, used a couple of his knives, and then you create the, you know, the bevel, the profile, whatever you want, and then you dump it into this cam thing, and it has, like, you can't fully rely on the automated side of it, but it can do, like like chat GPT fucking AI stuff it can do that with machining oh. it can say it can say like you need a three-eighths inch ball mill for this and it should go this fast and it should take this path to do it
1: so can you then just turn and like put push a big okay button and have that go into the machine and have it go
0: that's what I'm hoping I'm sure that that's a simplified version of it but yes that's kind of the, the concept here is that you create this G-code, it gets uh, sent to the machine, and as long as you probe your part, you know, your stock part, oh, yeah, the right way. The oh, yeah, you got to probe the parts, baby. And and if, as long as you do all that right, you should have this, or the result should be, you know, whatever you see on your screen. And I am so excited to watch this work. Like, you have no idea. Like, I cannot wait. So I am really excited about that, even though I don't have the machine. But I'm doing all the prep work to get it here. And I've got the power in. I've got the air in. I've got my shop cleaned out. I've got that corner ready. And I just cannot wait. I'm so excited.
1: Now, you haven't gotten this giant Christmas present for yourself yet in the shop. But you do have a different Christmas present in you're your right. shop
0: right now, Brian. You're right. I Sharp Santa, in oh, my ahead. hand, I'm holding in my hand a box that arrived a couple of days ago mm-hmm. from a B cone. No, I'm pretty Mount sure that's Pleasant. that's misspelled. I'm pretty sure that it's, it's supposed to say Sharp Santa on there. It does well? Yes, that's true. So we're gonna open it right now. In Let's fact, this might change my luck. This could perhaps <laughs> change. Everything for me. Well, you should open right. it up a couple days ago if that's the case. Well, I wanted to do it on the on the podcast. Oh, okay, so I'm All gonna right. do it. And I've got my bald man knife and tool, uh, thicker clipper, okay. that I just sharpened last night. Nice. Because yeah. I've been beating the living shit out of this knife. Trying, I'm doing like basically like doing damage testing.
1: Right. There you go. I mean, who who else is going to absolutely put that thing through the ringer and other than the one and only Brian house. And when I say
0: put it through the ringer, I like, I'm, I'm (laughs) what? So when I pour a ribbon burner, there's always like a little bit of refractory that makes its way between the mold and the base plate. Sure. And I have to pry that out after Mm -hmm. it cures. So I use my thicker clipper for it. And And I feel like
1: that is one of the only knives that it's okay to use as a pry bar.
0: Dude. This thing is sick. I it's S thirty five VN, and here's what I've learned about S thirty five: is that the first couple of sharpenings it doesn't hold the edge very well, but mm-hmm. like the fourth sharpening I did on this thing, it was razor. It's been razor sharp. Like I I've, I've been scraping it across steel bars and stuff, and oh yeah, no, it's great. Mm. All right, I'm opening this thing here.
1: All right, all right. What do you see
0: so far? All right, so I've got some bubble wrap, and I've got. Uh like a twelve inch by twelve inch piece of like what feels like G ten, but I think it's carbon fiber. Well of course and it's carbon. Says. Come on now. Merry Late Christmas from Sharp Santa. Yes, sir. I love this. All right. And then there's something else in it. So let me just cut it open.
1: Well, okay. tell me about you it's more than one piece of
0: uh of carbon in there, well, isn't it? Yeah, there? yeah. No, there's multiple there's multiple pieces in here. Okay. Yeah. Um it's hard to see because there's like this festive green <laughs> wrap around everything.
1: I uh I took your advice and started saran wrapping everything together. It's fucking crazy. Right? Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times I've I've gotten messages of people taking a picture and seeing that like the package was destroyed, but because it was saran wrapped, That's the thing right. made it.
0: This stuff is cool, man. Yes, like, sir. Like listen to this. Yes, sir. It almost sounds like terracotta or ceramic ooh, and it's kind of cold yeah like to the touch yeah but it's plasticky it's it's super interesting well you know what i mean it's like it's like a plastic product kind of right i don't know how to describe it other than it's not tile it's not glass sure it's not steel this stuff is cool all right so what's this the thinner stuff is this carbon too
1: so the thinner so it's a smaller thinner one that is the black pearl so that's what it looks oh, like stock. Okay.
0: Then you there's must that, use peel ply on that.
1: Yeah, if you go ahead and peel off uh those little layer things on there, you'll yeah. feel that there's like a really cool texture to it. Yeah. And I found that that texture makes it so that you don't have to like, you know how when you're you're gluing up yeah, your you handle don't, material, yeah. you, don't you don't have, have to, to rough it up with 36 yeah. or whatever. That texture is perfect. You do not have to do any of that.
0: Dude, that's that's great. I can't wait to use that. There you go. What else are you seeing? Now I've got something that's like kind of elongated. Okay. I'm opening it. Are you
1: doing the elongated one first or the shorter one
0: first? Well, there's two of them in here, I think. Okay. I don't know. I'm pulling it all apart here. I'm going to do the smaller one first. All right.
1: You have any guesses so far? Well,.
0: uh... Looks like it might be a knife. I don't know. I mean, it only makes sense. It does make sense. If it's coming from you, it could be a knife. Right. It's wrapped in tissue paper, which is very nice. And um, I don't know if you saw on Sarah's uh, feed, but Mark Vanderwerf sent her a really cool folding knife that him and Matt Bicker made together. Nice. Or, well, it's like a collab. Nice. Oh, dude, this is great. I've always wanted one of these. Hell Yeah. This is your EDC-3. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. I fucking love this, dude. Yeah. Ooh, and it's sharp, baby. Oh, of shit. course. It's, and I, it, it's got I, the carbon fiber handle with, like, some crazy – what What are these pins? So the pins and the liners are jade green. And okay. if you look back at
1: um, – were there two tiles of carbon fiber that I sent you or just the one? Yes, two, two tiles. Two tiles of the 12 by 12
0: Yeah. Yeah, so one's a little smaller than that but yeah
1: gotcha gotcha so um we did an experiment where i i asked my carbon fiber people to try to get some because you you have a specific favorite color right yeah i love black i mean that's my well thing. black but then you, I, when turquoise i asked you yeah. turquoise so i yeah. i went to him was like hey could you put turquoise into the carbon fiber as a color and he did and oh. this it does have turquoise in it but it's so blended into the black it's very hard to see unless very you have subtle yeah you have to like put it up to light just right but you okay. know it is there right. i promise right. it is yeah yeah no yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, i love that
0: brian thank you so much there you go all right let me I'm open the bigger one here so that that edc3 is for you edc3 is for me and here's another Ooh, this is nice is this for Sarah or is this for Brent? This is like a gyoto or what is this?
1: Yeah, it's the it's my uh, K-Tip Chef.
0: And this that's, is the K-Tip Chef. Yeah,
1: that one's for Sarah. Oh, my God. She's I mean, you good. can use it when you want to, but, you
0: know. It'll be on the knife board. Yeah, we'll put it up on the knife board. Now, what's there the steel? What am I looking
1: at here? That's A-E-B-L. So, that was the okay. the line, the production line from TR Maker.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So...
1: Yep, those were actually. I think that was the last chef knife from that production run. So damn, these things are sharp, Brian. Well, I'm of course. Joking around,
0: I can shave with this Kyoto. This thing is razor sharp, bro. Awesome, Brian. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. For sure, for sure. I love them. I love all of it, and I and I can't wait to make some handles. Um, I'm probably going to make a handle for the Revolution, and then I'm going to save a piece of this to to test out when we get the machine. So that we can find out how well it CNC machines. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm glad you like it, man. Thank you. It 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 changed my attitude. It helped me <laughs> uh, be more positive today. There we go. So yeah, All I'm right. glad. All right. Hey, you know what? We're 41 minutes in. Do you want to go check out WFI projects? Because I've been watching um, people posting there. And uh, there's just there's just a lot going on in WFI projects.
1: I see now it's officially hit over the 10K post mark.
0: So that's kind of fun. Has it? Over yeah. 10,000. Yeah, it has. 10,093 projects are listed on WFI projects. And if you're not familiar with why we do that, it's if you're on Instagram and you hashtag WFI projects, uh, there's a possibility that we could talk about it right here on the show. So Absolutely. The first one it's
1: actually two posts from Brian Hooten. He's got a couple of posts where he's standing in a shop. One of it he's standing i I think that's like a quarter side of leather. I'm not quite sure, but he's he's obviously standing at some sort of leather shop, you know, buying some leather for his sheets. And then this other one, I just love <clears> these, <throat> you know, really well for you know, the really well done photography where he's just standing in his shop and you can see that he's just looking at. It looks like he's looking at his grinder, maybe thinking about some sort of a knife design he's he's got going on. I just sure. love, you know, he's he's talking about you know being a maker and a business owner, a father, you know, all all of this really cool things. And I just I just love the fact that he's so passionate about what he's doing. And you know this this is a really cool picture to you know kind of commemorate that. So Brian Huhn yeah, that- knives, we all know him, we all love him. Great guy.
0: The, uh, the one I'm looking at is him in his shop, and it's black and white. And mm-hmm. he, he's just kind of staring at his grinder, staring at a knife he's working on. And he says, I'm firmly with housemaid.us tags me when it comes to us being in the fourth industrial revolution. And after a great meeting last night, I'm also full of hope that the younger generations are chomping at the bit to take the wheel and right this ship. Hell yeah. And that is so true man Brian you're an inspiration buddy and we appreciate you being such a vocal part of our community and uh go check out Brian Hooten at Hooten Knives just like it sounds all one word Hooten Knives on Instagram yes sir i got to shout out germs metalworks for this uh it's like all one piece you know he's doing these all one piece knives um, where he does really dramatic pattern-welded steels, but they're just stacked steels, and then he does all kinds of interesting things. Dude, Germs, you're like a true artist, man. The, mm. Your work is so inspiring. The, the the way you put these things together, he hand-forged the handle, and then he did a really cool twist at the end, and it's kind of like a an Elkhorn or something at the end. It's just fantastic dude and and the all i'm just always inspired by your work so absolutely
1: i've got hayworth underscore handmade he said that he's working on the flats on these gizmos which are these little it looks like kind of a smaller edc type knife maybe a it, it's it looks like the whole thing may be like three inches um end to end but, you know, I love the fact that he has multiple models. He's got, you know, a tanto, a drop point, a sheep's foot, and like some sort of a modified, it almost looks like a cleaver. But I have always loved these, you know, smaller knives, smaller EDCs, almost like little neck knives and stuff like that. And I've always thought that that's, it's it's a smaller thing, so you have to be really intentional about every single last little detail about that because there's not a whole lot there to work with. So it's, it's really fun to see what you can do on, on a small little knife like that. And I, I mean, he's, he's well on his way to absolutely hitting this out of the park. And I mean, we've all seen his work before. It's all very clean, very high end stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see, he should definitely post these four knives again when they're all
0: finished, because I'd love to see them. Yeah. I like work in progress shots, yeah. uh, I was listening to the edge and flow podcast uh, this morning and they were talking about how on social media, we have a tendency to just show the finished product mm-hmm. and it's, they're working on a a knife that they're bringing to market called the Nova one. And they are discussing the entire project, even down to uh, suppliers money. I mean, they're doing a full breakdown of what it costs and what it looks like to bring a knife to market. And um, I find it super interesting. But anyway, they they were talking about, you know, we need to show the process. We need to, you know, discuss it and then take photos of the process of doing this work. It's super important, and I fully agree. Document, don't create. It's a really important part. I am going to bring up Mr. Kyle Daly, K.H. Daly Knives. Uh, if you're not listening to his podcast, quick shout out: Kyle Daly has a podcast called The Knife Perspective, full of valuable data. Like y- you should go listen to it; it's excellent. I love Kyle, awesome guy. He uh, the, what he tagged in uh, the in WFI projects is his carbide straightening hammers. I don't know if you've seen these, but I have. He he goes. I think he buys the ball peen hammers and then he puts a carbide tip on them. Right. And I, have you ever seen anybody straighten a blade with one of these?
1: I was talking to him about them because I have some magna cut steel that warped on me. Yeah. So it's it's so bizarre because you have to hit like if the steel is a cup like it's it's yes. potato chipped you have to hit the inside of that cup. Yeah. Like it's so bizarre. Like it's you would backwards. think. You'd think you would want to hit it on the other side, but you hit the inside, and that's spreading out the steel on that side, and it it put I don't know, it's it's crazy stuff, but it works obviously. It
0: does work, yeah, it does work, and so he sells those on his website. So go check out Cage Daily Knives on Instagram, and listen to his podcast because you you're you'll pick up all kinds of really great information. There's tons of value in listening to the knife perspective podcast and also uh, a podcast that i forgot about that i not that i forgot about (laughs) i'm gonna catch so much shit for that the a podcast i forgot to mention is one that i listen to on the regular and that's toby and honor kaglar talking on the fire and steel podcast which comes out of the uk so sure. uh and by the way Toby messaged me he's like you're showing me any love you you know I'm like I like, god damn it, I, it there's so many now there's so much <laughs> good content out there I'm like god damn it I have you know what here he, this is what we ought to do Brian In the show notes we should put the names and links to all of the like the podcasts that we listen to
1: that would be and we interesting could,
0: Right. And then just put it in every show moving forward. And when we say when we mention somebody uh, that has a podcast, we'll say the link is in the show notes. Just go find it there. Uh, I think there's value in that. And it's because, you know, you can hear me say, hey, go listen to Forge Side Chat or, you know, whatever. Or go listen to AOC. But if you don't have an easy way to get there, you know, you may not go do it. So.
1: There's a little, it's going to be a little bit difficult because I mean, it really depends on where you're listening because it you're could right. be the Spotify link. It could be the the Apple podcast link. You're right. All of the million different places that have it, we'd have a absolutely long text chain
0: of all the well, different Well, what links. about, what about just doing the, just doing the Spotify link? Cause I think. Wow, gosh, a lot of people listen on Apple, too. Yeah. It's really and tough. Then, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. But even if the name is there in Apple Podcasts, you could type the name in.
1: You know quick. what? Our whole thing is work for it. You know what? You guys can fucking work for it. Go look that's, them that's
0: up. A good point. Come on, guys. This is a good point. We're coddling our audience here. Yeah, we are. We are. This is some bullshit. Well, we'll make a list, and if you want to be on that list, you can DM me to remind me to put you on that list. I'm going to make my own list. Brian, you make your list. Ben, you make your list. And then we'll dump them all in the same bucket. And, and a, a lot of them are going to be, you know, overlap. But uh, that way we can say like, hey, these are the guys we listen to because there is some really, really good content. And it's all not just knife content. You know, these are making or makers uh, that are talking on here. So um, all good stuff.
1: And if you are making or are a maker, the best place to buy materials for making, where would that be? Where would that be, Brian?
0: If I was going to buy anything for my next next knife project, there would be two places I would go. One is to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com because they have everything you need from steel to handle material to pins to tools. You name it, they have it. Lawrence is a maker himself, and he owns the company. And I'll tell you what. He's a hell of a guy, a hell of a businessman, and he does really good work. Like one of the guys who won't sell you something and then take forever to ship it is Lawrence. He's the guy that goes, I've got my logistics down. I will ensure that I can get it shipped right away. And he does. And he always takes care of me. If there's like a little issue with my order or something, he always handles it ASAP. He's on top of it. The other place I would go to is go to... BakerForge.com because they've got some of the most interesting steels in the whole freaking world. Nobody makes steel like this on the planet. BakerForge.com, go find that next piece of steel that's going to take your next knife project into the motherfucking stratosphere, baby. Yes, sir. And if you use WFI 10 on BakerForge.com, you can get 10% off. You can say, Brian told me to come here and buy the steel. I'm going to do it. And sure. I'll tell you what, the steels that are coming out of this, but not just the steel, everything they've got going on over there is fun. I mean, it's it's but it's hard ass work. Yes. If you want the definition of work for it, go find Baker Forge and Tool on any social media platform and watch how they make this deal. Right. You will quickly understand it's easy, way easier to pay for it than it is to make it. <laughs> I mean, tens of thousands of dollars in tooling, if not more, maybe $100,000 in tooling and expertise and time and material goes into making these steels. And I I mean, unless you love the process of doing it, go buy it from Baker Forge and Tool. Tell I really love- Brian and Brian and Ben sent you.
1: Absolutely. Don't they, do they have a discount code like WFI10?
0: Yeah. W yeah. WFI 10 will get you 10% off and you can use that as many times as you want. So just, you can go there and get 10% off at W you know, with Baker forge and tool, but it's bakerforge.com and use the promo code WFI 10 to save 10%. And Hey man, that's, that's 10% and go back into other material that you can use over at uh maritime. There so it is. go, go buy some stuff from maritime. Also, Brian, uh, you still have some of this carbon uh, fiber left over uh, don't you i mean yeah uh, you you got I, it up on your website right
1: i do have it up on the website and uh i am doing a discount right now so all of my prices okay. are slashed it's not i mean it's it's significant it's like the the pounds of carbon fiber from 35 down to 30 uh five pounds from 175 down to 145. So like okay. there's there's some savings hey, that's to be a had. Good deal. There's yeah, also that's a some good knives deal. there if anybody's in the in the you know in the market.
0: But your knife work has significantly gotten better. I, I will say, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not trying to <laughs> like ding you? you or anything. It's amazing because <laughs> I have some of your early work, right? right. And, and th- this is beautiful, dude. These knives are unbelievable. I yeah, mean, they, this is this is really 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 top quality shit.
1: Let's uh, that first knife I sent over your way, that like duckbill looking thing. Yeah. Is that thing still kicking around? Because I imagine yeah. that that yeah, wood was some shit-ass wood that I got, you know. Yeah, they told you it was ironwood. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that okay. was definitely not ironwood.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. No, I, I leave it on my desk. I use it for all kinds of stuff. And you made okay. me a nice little sheath or you had one made. Right. And, yeah, I look at it all the time. So.
1: Oh, yeah. So that uh, EDC-3, I did not get a sheath made in time for it. No, so it's all right. I'm sure. No, it,
0: it's okay because um, we have Kydex here. I'll yeah. make a Kydex sheath for it. I I prefer Kydex because I put it in and out of my pocket all the time. There you go. Um, All right. So you ready for a dad joke? Yeah, let's do it. All right. My wife thinks it's weird that I stare at the window during a heavy rainstorm. Oh, yeah? It would be a lot less weird if she just would let me in. (laughs) Come on. Let me in. (laughs) Hello. I'm out here in the rain. That's from Steve Grillo. Good one.
1: Nice. So if you support our Patreon, which, which is, you know, one of I, the only way that this podcast is up and running is because of the Patreon, you know, support. And one of the upsides of being a pe- Patreon supporter is you get the after show and you can ask us questions. So what is the question this week from our Patreon that we're going to talk about in the after show?
0: That is a good question. Let me pull that up. We have a new patron this Oh, do we week? I think so, yes. Let me look. Yeah. Yeah, we have uh we have a new patron, Mr. John Summers. John nice. Summers, we appreciate you. We are up to a hundred we're at a hundred and thirteen again, so somebody may wow. have lapsed or, or or not. Let me just look at who canceled. I'm gonna
1: call Hey hey, right now. no, don't don't oh, do oh, that. Oh, Come oh, on now.
0: Oh, oh I shouldn't do that? Okay. Come on now. Um yeah okay yep we had we had somebody lapse it's not a big deal um all right so yeah we are uh at 113 patrons and we have man we have so many messages now nice go in there
1: yeah glad to see it i guess while you're looking that up you know hey i talked about giving away a pound of this uh, black pearl every month. And it's a new month. Let's go ahead and, and also in the after show, let's do a new drawing. Yeah, we'll do a another new one drawing sent. for f- this. Yeah. The first yeah, month yeah. what it was sent out to Ron Hips. So it'll be
0: it'll be interesting yeah. to see who gets it this time. I will add um let me just go ahead and add the two new guys. We'll do that in a second. Sure, uh, sure. But let, let's get to the uh patron after show question. And it comes from Knives by Nouge. Great I don't know guy. Yeah, I've seen his uh, recent announcements and stuff. But, you know, he has... You should really be watching him and what he's doing. Because I say this all the time. Half of your job is to make the stuff. The other half is to sell it. He mm-hmm. does a great job at this. He puts it all together. You can find him, I think... Let me just look real quick. Knives... By Nuge. I want to make sure I uh, say his handle correctly. By I think it's Knives underscore By Nuge. Nuge. Uh, yeah, here it is. So Knives underscore By underscore Nuge, and Nuge is N-U-G-E. And you can go to his website, knivesbynuge.com. His last name is Nugent,
1: right? So wonder if there is any relation he, to Ted
0: uh yeah i i I think there is i think they're brothers
1: (laughs) oh yeah of course
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I think i think ted nugent is his dad no i'm kidding um he's an outdoorsman he is like his website like i'm just like digging through this he's an avid outdoorsman he's got a whole um like about section about himself and with some photos of him like this is the real deal, man. Like this is way this should be done. He's doing just a fantastic job, and he's really passionate about his work. And he went full time. Yes. Like did. a couple of weeks ago. I mean, that's huge. Anyway, he has a question for us now that I'm done stroking his balls and all that. Um, <laughs> uh, it says, "Hey, I got a question for y'all. I'm getting ready to jump ship from my job. So this is an older po- older question, but I'm just going back." And he says, "As a, a he's a, he was a police officer to start a knife to start knife making full time." I've got knots in my stomach just thinking about losing the steady paycheck. Mm. Do these fears of the unknown ever seem to dissipate? (laughs) Or is it something you just learned to live with? And I will tell you right now that I, myself and Brian Cohn, are in a unique position to answer this. And our answers will most definitely blow your minds and the only way you can get in on that is if you become a patron and for as little as ten dollars and eighty cents a year i don't even know what the math is that's like less than a penny an episode you can get in and listen to our after show where we answer your questions and you're also doing us a solid because you know brian and i don't really make any money doing the shit we do anyway we're just kind of poor so we need the help I guess, yep. I mean, I I can't speak for Brian. I mean, I know where I'm at, but... Right. Yeah. So, anyway, we're going to discuss Knives by Nuge's question, Nugent, his question, and we're going to then, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I've got a couple other things I want to bring up, so we'll do that. Anyway, get out there and work for it. Appreciate you. On to the after show. Let's do do it. Let's do it, baby.